You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Blue Jays reporter, Gregor Chisholm. And, Gregor, Patriots Day in Boston, always a festive time in uh, in Beantown. And the Blue Jays were able to spoil the fun as far as the Red Sox are concerned by going in there. And, and after being shut down for most of the game, they rally late against the Red Sox bullpen that is supposed to be a strength this season. But a nice job by Toronto late in the game despite – not having an extra base hit as they see a streak of 87 games come to an end without an extra base hit. And of all places to see that happen with this lineup, Fenway Park. I'm, that's the one thing that I think stands out to me more than anything is that this team played nine innings at Fenway Park and didn't manage to hit the Green Monster. Yeah, it's remarkable. And in a lot of ways, it's kind of a sign of what the Jays have been going through this season. They still The bats still haven't quite produced the way that they've thought. Uh, but this is a situation where the Blue Jays, the way they've been playing, could have buried themselves in the first, uh, you know, two and a half weeks of the season. But for the most part, they've been able to survive. They've been playing around 500 ball, uh, which is what they, you know, kind of need to do with so many games against the AL East. If they're not going to jump out in front of the pack, they need to make sure that they don't get buried too deep. Uh, and that's what they've been doing against a lot of their rivals. And that's, that's what we saw with the split down in Boston. Yeah, and we've seen some some guys playing well, some guys struggling, but let's take a minute to praise what Aaron Sanchez has done uh, because he has been tremendous. He won on Saturday. Uh, he's 1-0, 1.35 ERA, 20 innings, 20 strikeouts, and 7 walks. And obviously the issue with him, if he's going to struggle, is the command. Are you okay with 7 walks and 20 innings? Uh, it's a little bit high for him. Um, there's no question about that. He'd like to cut that down, and, and I think he will over time. But uh, if the rest of his performance is going to be as dominating as it is, you'll take the walks at this point in time. Uh, you would like to see that number go down just a touch. But if, there, if there's one main positive that the Blue Jays can take out of the first start uh, to the season, it's definitely Aaron Sanchez and the rotation in general, but especially Aaron Sanchez because you know it's sometimes hard to read into results in spring training, but – uh, Sanchez dominated throughout the spring, said he was ready, said he wanted to start. Uh, he's been proving it so far uh, in his first couple of outings of the season. He's just been that good and, and really has been a, an early savior to that rotation and showing a lot of the front-line uh, potential that everyone knew was in there. Yeah, I mean, you talk about him winning the fifth starter job, but but so far he's been pitching like a one or a two, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and that's kind of what the talk was all along. I mean, you know, he, even though he was competing for that fifth spot, the potential was always so much higher than that. And, and you know, once he wins a job, it doesn't matter where he's slotted, uh, as long as he's taking the ball every fifth day. And uh, really, he's been exceeding expectations so far. Uh, the Blue Jays just have to hope that continues uh, for as long as possible. And, and it could because he is that good of a pitcher. It's just a matter of uh, him trying to put it together now uh, over a prolonged period of time. The continuing uh, saga of the Blue Jays' leadoff role uh, continues to change, and Kevin Pillar now out. It looks like Michael Saunders is going to get that chance. Uh, one for four, an RBI and a walk, so he was on a couple times in the first uh, try at it. Do you like Saunders in that role? I do like it better than, than Pilar, and uh, there's, there's a few reasons for that. One, I, I think Saunders, when it's all said and done, is going to get on base more than Pilar. Uh, I know Saunders doesn't have a great... Uh, career on base percentage, um, but it's something that he's shown flashes of in the past. He did have one solid year uh, in Seattle with a high on base percentage, and I think he's more suited to getting on base regularly than Pilar. And uh, the other side of it that I like is I do like Kevin Pilar getting near the bottom of that curve because it does free him up to do a few 
other different things as well, and that's to try and uh, manufacture some runs. And that's something he can't really do uh, at the top of a Blue Jays lineup. Uh, they've had some issues with that uh, in the past. We remember last year, Ben Revere um, was uh, unfortunately uh, a guy who couldn't run quite as much as he wanted to. Uh, and Polar is a little bit in that boat as well, where he can't necessarily run with uh, the type of reckless abandon that you kind of like him to, and he can do that when, when a guy like Ryan Goins is, is hitting behind him in the lineup. Probably can't do that when guys like Josh Donaldson and Jose Batista are. Uh, Gregor, are you running from the police as you record this podcast? Yeah, I think, uh, I don't th- I think I'm a wanted man in Baltimore. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know if they want me down here quite yet. All right. Uh, as we see, Gregor outdoors, obviously for the podcast. Um, it, you mentioned the, you know, the, we talk about the the leadoff spot, and Devin Travis got a chance uh, to get in the cage. Took some batting practice on Monday. Obviously, a step in his recovery. Is he a possible candidate when he comes back? Could he be that guy that finally solves that problem at the top of the order? He could be. Uh, he's an option. I really think at this point, though, the Blue Jays are going to worry about Devin Travis. Uh, when he forces them to worry about him. And I just don't think that they can go forward right now uh, with him in the plans. I think if he comes back into the plans, if he forces the issue with, with a good rehab assignment, some strong weeks in the minor leagues, uh, then that's certainly an option. Uh, but I think the Blue Jays are kind of moving forward without him at this point just because uh, that's kind of what they have to do. They can't count on him coming back. The hope is that he'll come back pain-free, uh, you know, with, without any kind of symptoms. Uh, but right now they're happy with what they're getting at second base as well with Ryan Goins and Darwin Barney. And, uh, I think that's where the focus is. Long term, I still think Devin Travis is going to be the leadoff hitter for this team. Uh, I'm just not sure if it's going to be this year. I think he's going to have to really, really play well and force the issue in order to, to win back the job that he lost last year, unfortunately, because of injury. Yeah, and the good news is they have gotten a good production from that spot. So it's not like they've missed him as badly as maybe they could have. Um Roberto Osuna burst a blister, I guess, on sun, uh, on Sunday during the game, finished the game bleeding from it. Um, is he going to be good to go? Is that just a, a, you know, pitchers have blisters from time to time, or is that something that could linger a little bit for Osuna? Yeah, no, he should be good to go uh, for the opener in, in Baltimore, and, and if he needs a little bit more time, I think you're just looking at basically a day. Uh, we'll, we'll find out on that one a little bit later on today. But, yeah, just a very minor issue, and, uh, it it kind of did bring some explanation as to why uh, Osuna wasn't used in that series finale. That was one of the pressing questions kind of at the end of that game is why why did he pitch the day before in, in a, in a four-run game but not come out for the save opportunity? And we saw Drew Storen come out and struggle a little bit. Uh, but that's why. And it's something that's going to be uh, pretty short-term for him. shouldn't be anything long-term that he needs to worry about. Yeah, Drew Storen almost let it get away but got the big strikeout of David Ortiz, uh, who represented the winning run by that point. Uh, in the bottom of the ninth, so the Blue Jays did get that win. You mentioned you're in Baltimore, and the Blue Jays get going with the Orioles tonight, Tuesday night. It's three games in Baltimore this week, followed by three games against the Athletics. Um, And when you look at this Blue Jays lineup, and you look at the Orioles lineup, and especially what they've done so far this season, I think averaging over two home runs per season in that little ballpark, Camden Yards, um, this has to be a fun series to be getting ready for just – the possibility of offensive explosions between these two teams. Yeah, and these two teams also have a little bit of bad blood going back a number of years now as well, probably going back two, three years, uh, especially uh, between guys like Darren O'Day and Jose Batista, but that's really kind of carried on through the rest of the roster as well. We saw a flare-up a couple years ago with with Marcus Stroman and Caleb Joseph. To me, even though all the talk 
uh, rightfully so, I guess, is, is on the, on other teams like the Yankees and the Red Sox. The Orioles, to me, right now, are actually kind of the true rival, the Blue Jays in the American League East. And you don't think historically that would be the case, but over the last couple of years it is. And it seems like these two teams always kind of battle it out. Uh, and it should be, a, should be an interesting series, one of the first of, of many to come between the Blue Jays and Orioles. And it kicks off with Stroman and Mike Wright. Um, you'd have to say advantage Blue Jays in that one. Uh, but talk about Stroman pitching against this Orioles team and what he has to do to be successful against that lineup. He has to do more of the same. And we, we saw that in, in his last start where there was, uh, you know, very strong command uh, with his sinker, I, I think, earlier in the year uh, against Boston that, that was missing uh, a little bit. He got that back in his last start. And uh, there's going to be an occasional outing every now and then where he runs into those type of issues. But I think for the most part, you're going to see a very strong uh, starting pitcher. And I, I would expect that uh, to be the case against Baltimore. As long as he's able to to locate that sinker down in the zone, then everything else plays off of that, and, and that's where his uh, you know elite level secondary pitches come into play. And uh, we've seen it plenty of times before. And I, I'd, I'd expect to see it in Baltimore as well. Great stuff, Gregor. This has been MLB.com Extras Blue Jays Edition. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.